Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. I got a joke for you. Ah, oh, good. I was hoping you might have one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, who do actuaries invite to their office Christmas party to liven it up a bit? Uh, not sure. Accountants. <laughs> <laughs> We're the life of the party. Uh, apologies to any actuaries out there listening to this. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we've got to... Sorry that you are an actuary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's start. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, 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 drunk the two, the two drug, drug accountants. accountants. <laughs> Tim, I was I was reminded of of something earlier. Um, I was listening to an episode of our podcast that we released many moons ago, and just by coincidence, I was cleaning up my laptop, getting some space, um, and found the episode we did, the first ever budget special. Okay. And cool. I realised that um, a couple of weeks ago, when Cat was on, was not actually her first appearance on the podcast. Hey, there you go. She said last time, no, no, was it previously on the two drunk accountants? And, <laughs> That's right. And then we played that section about us saying that if enough people like our post, we'll get drunk and watch the budget. And, and um, we did. And we did. Mm. And I'd like to say it just sounded like happier times. Like what, <laughs> when I was listening to it, I was like, geez, things were good back then. Like we were just, we were having a laugh, talking about the budget. We were back in black. Maybe we just need to get on the beers more often. That's maybe, all it is, Dan. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we need mm. to just drink more, drink our pain away. <laughs> like not too much. Don't don't do it if if you if you're in pain at breakfast. Mm. Maybe don't have a beer. Yeah, um, with your cereal. But I mean, but op- yeah. optional. If it's a breakfast beer, it's different. You know, there's hey, different. Dan, yeah. maybe from the 13th of September, we will be able to catch up in groups of five to do that. Yeah, to drink well, our pain away. Well, not you or I. Um, for another, oh, yeah, I'm not for, fully vaccinated yet for like another month. <laughs> but Tim, maybe by the 13th of October, <laughs> you and I will be able to meet with Cat and uh, and Jade in a group of four at a picnic. Re- like, get on the beers and record a podcast. That'd be just wow, magnificent. That would be that would be magnificent. Uh, all right, Tim, let's start. What, what is, is the Tim and? Tim, how was your week? Very good. Very good. I um, I pulled off a uh, very secret squirrel activity mm. this week and ordered several donut deliveries to our team, which made me feel very special and very happy. You did, so. Tim. It was a really lovely gesture. Um, <laughs> you know, I was, I was standing there in my uh, right here if you're watching this live on Facebook right now, in my land room and, and I hear this and I, and I turn around and there's a guy leaving a box of uh, donuts at my door. I mean... Yeah, that's good. What else? You know, you can't be, you can't be upset with that. The weird thing is though, as a, as a giver of that, mm. it, made you, it made me feel really good. So, yeah. I kind of want to do that more often. Yep. Yep. What's the saying? Yeah. Um, give us gain. Give us gain. Mm. 
I like that philosophy, Dan. Yeah. Give us gain. Give us gain. It is good. What about you, Dan? What's happening in the, in Dan world? Uh, just Groundhog Day, like everyone else. <laughs> just uh, going through the motions. Um, still trying to buy a house, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. There was a house that sold for apparently $3.5 million in, uh, in Bateau Bay East mm. recently. So, uh, that's what a mortgage broker... I know, told me. Mm-hmm. And then also a house that sold for $8 million in Avoca, something mm. like that. I don't know. Sydney prices, basically. Yeah. yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, I'm sure we have like a lot of listeners from different states, different locations. The, the real estate on the Central Coast is getting to like Melbourne prices now. Mm. I don't know how that's happening, but. Uh, no, but, it, yeah. and it's been especially hard for someone like me who has had to sit there, watch that in front of them as they're trying to buy a house um, mm. over a six-month period. So, yeah, it sucked, but we're, uh, we're, we're, we're taking some steps forward. We're, we're taking some positive steps. Um, and uh, if you know a buyer's agent in Queensland, um, I'd love to hear from them. But so the future is looking bright and sunny. Is, <laughs> yeah. that, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, let's just say that the future's the future's future very uh, very sunny state. I mean, a sunny state of mind. <laughs> you're trying to wrap a noosa yeah. around your future. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my my life's all all gold. <laughs> uh, well, look. I mean, I guess it's always brighter on the uh, the other side of the Queen- New South Wales Queensland border. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is lately. <laughs> the grass is always greener on the Queensland side. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, no, so but actually, I have something to say there because mm. there's probably people in Queensland thinking, "Hey, you guys are from New South Wales, and you really can't handle your uh, your COVID pandemics compared yeah. to us." Yeah, just give it time, guys. Give it time. And I'm sure we also have listeners from Victoria. We may have uh, had people from New South Wales saying, you guys really can't handle yeah, COVID pandemics. We could, have, we could have even said it. I just want to say, yeah, we might have. Yeah. I, I'm sure <laughs> I thought it, okay? And I feel bad about that because I just want to say, like, COVID is very, very easy to spread. And uh, although some people are flaunting the rules and doing stupid things, yeah, I think we might be at a stage where if you get some COVID in your state, there's not really much you can do about it. I think I read a headline this morning that said um, Dan Andrews suggesting that they're, they're going, getting rid of the no COVID policy. That's that's COVID not, zero is done. It's done. It's done. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. The, the, it's, and it's funny because the two most populous states are saying it's just not going to happen. We're moving forward. It's vaccination and, and get out there. Um, and yeah. all the other states are like, nah, we're going to stay in our turtle shell for a while longer. Yeah. And I can understand the people from those mm. states feeling that way, but there's nothing you can really do about it, unfortunately. You can't do that forever. Mm. So, yeah. We, we've been doing it for almost three months and it's... COVID, COVID zero fun. is... It, it's not going to happen moving forward. And this is why we're in this mess because we all thought it could happen. Yeah. So, no, I just wanted to say that because I was speaking to some people from Queensland and they're like, oh, you, New South Wales people can't get rid of that COVID. And it's like, oh, you're just realizing this? Yeah, never, we're never getting rid of it. Yeah, it's it's done. Look at the it's rest done. of the world. Yeah, they, yeah, they haven't gotten rid of it. It's it's just part of us now. Mm, yeah, and interestingly, people who have um, from the UK and have family like 
back in the UK, they realized that months ago, mm. way before us even. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting tidbit. Is an interesting tidbit. All right, let's move on to the business update. So, we've got a couple of business updates this week. The first one is that if you're somebody who wanted to wait to apply for the COVID um, disaster payment, um, that's the $750 a week um, payment through um, Centrelink, otherwise known as Services Australia. Um, that now is um, only being able to apply for a month backwards. Yeah, that's right. So, um, I think on the 4th of September, you can no longer backdate to the first week of August yep. for the disaster payment yep. and so on and so forth. Um, that came up when I was speaking to a client during the week and I was like, really? And then I checked and dug deeper and yes, every week, uh, they are closing off the week that was a month ago. Yep. So, so, yeah, if you were waiting, then uh, then don't wait. Don't anymore. wait. Yeah, go apply. Go apply. <laughs> and it's just so interesting because like uh, we were saying before we hit the record button, Dan, mm. um, I think with this lockdown, a lot of people have just been thinking, I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Or that it's going to end soon because it's been extended every two weeks. So, um, so I guess that maybe we're thinking I don't have to worry about it because in two weeks time, going to have some semblance of normality back. Yeah. Um, so but, yeah, but like, yeah. it's very unpredictable at the moment. So I would just say, go deal with it now. At least it's in place. Um, yeah. And, and we, we've said it a hundred times before. And we said when Kat was on the podcast, the, the issue yeah, I think a lot of people are facing at the moment is that it is very uncertain when things are going to end. Um, yeah. So just deal with your stuff now. Go get it done. Yeah, for sure. So speaking about getting it done, um, the other business update today is an update that happened in zero about a month ago. And this is yeah. something that I, don't know, I feel is rather controversial. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and like, no, it's not the bank feed changes because no one no. likes that. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's that when you um, lodge a baz now, any changes in GST that happened in prior periods now automatically become an update in your next baz. So there's a section in your baz for unfiled amounts, and and it goes there. I like it, Dan. I'm a fan. I, I'm a fan as well because people can't help themselves and they go back and they change stuff. Um, and part of our job is at the end of the year, we reconcile that and we go, hey, there's a bunch of transactions here that you added after you lodged your baz, which meant there's mm. actually a couple grand of GST that you owe or going to get as a refund. We now, go have, we now have to amend your baz um, yep. to get those credits in. Um, and uh, that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, it should be a lot more accurate. Mm. And I suppose it's just something to be aware of. If you're lodging your own BAS, um, it's now potentially going to flow through adjustments from yeah. previous quarters. Yeah. So, and if you're an accountant doing end of year work for a client, any adjustments that you make are going to pop up in their next BAS. So yeah. if you're used to making those manual BAS adjustments, um, it's quite likely that's going to double up unless you do something about it. Yeah, and I know a lot of accountants are out there thinking, I don't, I don't like that. I don't mm. like that. I like the way I was doing it. And mm. I agree. I can, I can understand. Mm. I can understand that. But at the same rate, there's no point fighting the system 
Let's not fight the software that makes life easier. Yeah. Let's, let's let it make life easier. Got to fight so. the power. <laughs> fight the power that be. Is zero apparently now. Yeah, they get they cause so much backlash on their zero user groups, don't they? They do. I get that. They do cop a lot of backlash. This is a software who do not sponsor this podcast, uh, but we talk about a lot because they are just providing solutions to problems, and there are a lot of haters for everything. Hmm. Hmm. It's sort of like um, I don't know, getting like a beautiful, delicious. Chocolate sundae, mm. um, but they forgot to put sprinkles on it, mm. you know? Um, and then the person sitting over there using some other software is eating like poo scooped into. <laughs> but there's sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, but there is sprinkles. Yeah, that's mm. right. I don't know. I just feel like the complaining is, yes, try and make change be what you want it to be. But mm. at the end of the day. It's a great software. It's doing a good job. So yeah, yeah. We, it, this is just something that we've never done on here before. But we're going to give it the two drunk thumbs up. You can't see it. It's censored <laughs> on my screen. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like you're going through a bubble. It really is. Anyway, that's uh, just some of the some of the the fun you get when you watch the live stream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tim. Uh, what's your tight ass tip? tip? Have I used? Um, have I talked about taxis and Ubers before? No, I'm sure you have, but... Um, All right. Well, it's probably... Look, if I've said it already, I'm, I'm going to say it again, but it's in preparation for one day we'll be able to catch a taxi or an Uber yep. again. Uh, I want to use the Tidus tip to get a taxi sometimes. Mm. Okay. Because taxis can be expensive, Ubers can be expensive, um, or it's just additional money that you could have saved by walking or getting a lift. Uh, But I'd like like to hear this reasoning, Tim. The detail on this one is then that Ubers uh, have surge pricing. And we all know that Mm. surge pricing sucks. Mm. But it's very easy to just fall into the trap of like, ah, it's just so convenient. Mm. just going to use the Uber. Yeah. Um, Because taxis, yeah. They're pretty painful Mm. to book a taxi. But I experienced pre-lockdown the power of looking at the price and thinking, I think a taxi is going to be cheaper Mm. for that journey. Mm -hmm. I must say myself, $10, $15, Dan. Mm. Um, So don't only get stuck into the mindset of Uber once you start using Uber. And like, I guess there's a lot of other Mm. um, rideshare apps as well. Um, but yeah, sometimes taxis are actually cheaper. Yeah, no, I've definitely, that's a really good Tata tip. I've definitely experienced this where, um, you look at an Uber and, and it's funny on the central coast, there's an Uber, um, and, (laughs) and he just drives around a great guy. Um, we all know him. (laughs) (laughs) And so if, if, you know, if a couple people have requested, um, you know, Gary, the Uber drivers, um, services, then that price suddenly is up a lot. Whereas a taxi always the same, obviously changes with like a night rate or whatever, but, but it is, mm. it can be cheaper. It can be cheaper. Yeah. And if there's a taxi rank nearby, there's, you might be waiting less time if you just go jump in a taxi. That's true. Well. Absolutely I've, I true. have booked Ubers before and then two taxis have just rocked up and sat on the curb next to me. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. I've Uber's five that. minutes away. <laughs> I can't cancel it now. They're trying to charge me. Yeah. Hey, that does happen. That's a real thing. Yeah. So, so every now and then, taxis are better. Mm. Yep, I like it, Tim. That's a good one. Well, let's move on to our main topic today. 
which is, as we said before, uh, talking about you know um, some of the commercial lease and residential lease, um, I guess, uh, not restrictions, but uh, um, help and support that is currently available um, for both the tenant and the um, landlord. Yeah, so we're actually also going to release this segment of the recording for our clients because we think it's really important to remind them at this point um, that they can go and seek some relief from mm. their landlord for rent. Yep. Um, so if that, if you want to hear the longer recording, you can go listen to our full podcast or join our Two Drunk Accountants community as well. On the Facebook um, yeah, on Facebook. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just a really timely reminder that um, if you haven't accessed support, there is support there. Don't feel like there's not help. Mm-hmm. And um, there's literally rules that have been put in place by the government yep. to, to help you work through this. Yes, correct. So, let's, let's go over some of these things. Let's start from the commercial lease perspective, but also from, um, from the tenant perspective. So... Uh, what are some of the changes that have come into effect, Tim? Well, it's very similar to the the lockdown last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, landlords aren't are allowed to kick tenants out that aren't paying their rent. Yep. So, um, they can't just kick their tenant out if they're not being able to pay rent on time. There's a few steps they need to follow first. Yeah, they need um, to negotiate rent and um, if that doesn't work, they need to go through mediation um, yep. in order to go through that process. So you can't just, if someone doesn't pay rent this week um, and you haven't tried to negotiate with them um, or given them a rent relief, um, you can't just kick them out. The wording is so strong here that um, it even goes to say that landlords must offer tenants proportionate reductions in rent Yep. in the form of deferrals and waivers of up to 100% of the amount ordinarily payable in proportion to the decline in the tenant's trade. Yeah, so the keyword it, there is must. Yeah, and it, explaining, that, explaining that for people, if you're a small business owner who, who rents a commercial space and let's just say that you were a, um, a, a gym and you've had to completely close, um, you're not earning any income whatsoever, you, you don't have an online system, um, income has just stopped. So that would mean that your income is reduced 100%. Your mm. landlord then must offer you 100% reduction in your rent. Must. Now, must. Yeah, must. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means uh, no rent currently payable. Um, yeah. Now, what happens to that rent is the next question. Yeah. So it's not just forgotten. Mm. It's, not, it's not as simple as that, unfortunately, because otherwise landlords would be in a lot of strife Yeah. As well, well. So rent waivers, as opposed to deferrals, must constitute at least 50% of the reduction provided by landlords. In negotiating this, um, regard must be had to the landlord's financial ability to provide such a waiver. So what that means basically is that if your rent has been reduced 100%, 50% of your rent could potentially be a complete waiver. You never have to pay it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the yep. other just 50%... That, that portion is, is just forgotten. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which the other 50% is a deferral. Yeah. So, so that other 50% will have to be paid back in the future. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And, and they've released some guidance about that as well. It has to be over the remaining term um, of your lease or 
a period no less than 24 months. So, whichever is greater. So, if you've only got 12 months left on your lease, you get to pay it over 24 months. If you've got um, 36 five months left yeah, on, your yeah, on your lease, then it has to be paid over five years. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's that's pretty good. Um, that that mm. is, is really good, I, I would say. Now, the biggest issue, um, and there's also a few other things here, like landlords must pass any reduction in statutory charges, like... Um, land tax council rates to the tenant. Landlords should seek to share any benefit received due to deferral of loan payments. So if the landlord has requested a loan deferral during this time, but still charging you full rent, they're not allowed to do that is, yep. is basically what that means. Um, yep. They also can't draw on your security for non-payment of rent. So if you've got um, a bond against that place, that can't be used to pay the unpaid rent. And they can't charge you interest on the waived or deferred rent. Yeah. The other one that's interesting here is that landlords should, where appropriate, seek to waive recovery of any other expense or outgoing payable. And for some uh, lease agreements, the outgoings are quite large mm. too. So yeah, um, that could be like water or other charges that are, um, I guess, separate to the rent amount. Yep. Yep. That's right. So um so, who would, who would normally be um, eligible for this? So, this is people who've had experienced a decline in turnover of at least 30% due to the public health orders will be eligible. So, mm. that basically means anyone eligible for the COVID micro grant, the COVID business grant, or the job saver payment will be eligible for this rent waiver or reduction. So... Um, I know a few people, they've just had to provide a letter to say that they are eligible for one of those three payments. Mm. And if you are, then your landlord must negotiate this with you. So, mm. that, that's from the side of the tenant. There's an interesting little uh, point here. Mm. Um, for the purposes of calculating appropriate rent reduction, payments from government COVID-19 grants should be included as part of a tenant's turnover. Yeah, so there we go. So that, that is interesting. So if you are receiving relief, um, then that is income. So if you're getting the job saver payment and you're getting, you know, two grand um, a, a week paid fortnightly, so you're getting four grand in the fortnight, uh, mm-hmm. and your normal fortnightly income is, say, 8000 that means you've experienced a rent reduction, sorry, an income reduction of 50%. Yeah. Even if you're receiving mm. nothing from customers. Yep. So, and yeah. if you're selling goods online or you've pivoted your business somehow, then that still counts towards your turnover. Yep. So, it has even to if be you your, might not be using turnover. that shop front. Yep. Yeah. So, there are a few things to be aware of. Um, but yeah, if, if you're eligible for any of those grants and when you include those grants in your income, um, you've calculated that you've got a reduction in your income because of COVID then your landlord must negotiate a reduction that is a mix between waivers and deferrals. Yep. So, the other side of this is the, um, the landlord. Now, they've also released a commercial landlord hardship fund to help landlords cover some of these waivers. Because mm. so, otherwise, it would be pretty unfair that you know, the business isn't earning any, any income, but neither is the landlord. Yeah. So it's not fair to just dump all of that. Yeah, problem. That's no, really landlord. tough for landlords. Yeah, for and sure. and so there's a few things they should be doing already, and that's if if they have 
deferred things, they might be able to get loan deferrals and they might be able to get um, reductions and other things to compensate that. There's there's an option to have your land tax reduced. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's a few things here. But the hardship fund um, is essentially a $3,000 per month payment um, depending on how much rent you've actually, uh, rent reduction you've actually given um, to landlords of small commercial um, places. So, w- mm. what do I mean by that? Um, essentially, uh, you need to have had um, a total taxable land holdings of less than $5 million, uh, have not claimed the tax, uh, the land tax relief for that property, <clears throat> and have gross income as their primary source of income. Um, so, that's gross rental income being more than 50% of the total assessable income. So, if your income um, you know, let's say you have a job and you earn $100,000 and you also happen to own a small commercial space and it gives you $20,000 a year, then you can't receive this because it's not 50% of your income. Mm. But if you have an entity that owns a commercial property or two commercial properties and that's its only source of income, then it is mm. eligible for this. Or, yeah. if, or, if, or if you're a retiree or something and, and your only source of income is a commercial property that you own, um, then this is an option for you as well. Yeah, um, that's really handy. I'm glad to know there's something like that existing mm. for landlords. Um, unfortunately, there is some restrictions around also the business that's renting your um, your property as well. Mm. I think their turnover needs to be less than $50 million yep. for, the, uh, for you to be able to to access this. But um, for a lot of people, that's that's going to be um, really helpful. So yeah, um, keep that one in mind. I think that's very little known that there's a grant there for landlords who provide rent relief. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the next one there is the residential tenancy. Um, so there's a few things that have happened here. They've put a a 60 day freeze on evictions, which Mm. is supposed to end on September 11. I think I imagine because the lockdown has been extended, they will probably extend that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to be protected from eviction during the period, the tenant must be able to show the landlord they have impacted, that they are impacted and continue to pay the landlord at least 25% of the rent. So as long as you can pay 25% of your rent, they can't evict you up until the 11th of September, which is only a week away. Um, the landlords can also receive, you can either claim um, if you have given your tenants a reduction in the rent because they've had difficulty, uh, you can claim either the COVID-19 land tax benefit um, or this $3,000 payment um, once off for reduction in rent. Um, so anyone who's already claimed, this, this was also an option earlier, it was only $1,500. Anyone who's claimed the 1500 can make a further claim to get up to the $3,000. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's essentially what it is. You can get a um, $3,000 payment, um, up to $3,000 payment, depending on how much money you have reduced um, your rent for your tenants. Very good. So I think in summary, it is complex. It's really complex. There's different scenarios. And contextually, landlords and businesses are all going to have different situations that they need to work through. So a big part of this is the mediation is working together to try and find something that works for both parties. Yeah. 
And I think that's the best advice you can give is just start the conversation with your landlord or with your tenant and, and just say, all right, so where are you at? Here's where I'm at. Um, here's what the rules have said. Um, let's, let's have a discussion. Um, and, you know, if you follow that guideline, you should come to an agreement. Um, and then there's always mediation as the next step and, and going from there. Yeah. So, um, we will post a link I have already for Nat who asked a question, uh, in the group. So, um, if we're sending this video around to you in an email, we'll put a link in there. Um, where else can we make the link available, Dan? I don't know. Uh, I think you could just Google search mm. um, small business, New South Wales, commercial lease changes. Yeah. And they Google that. Mm. There's a really good FAQ document yep. um, that was last updated on the 18th of August, 2021, as at recording this, which is the 2nd of September. So check that out. Uh, go speak to your accountant, speak to your landlord and um, suss out if there's any way that you might be able to get a bit of extra support there. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Well, that was a nice and quick main topic today, Tim. Hold on. Nice. Very nice and quick. Uh, we nailed it, Dan. We're, look, it's, it's lockdown. Mm. We've got like chairs and Netflix to go and sit in and watch. Um, so, yeah, I guess we're just going to be in and out at yeah, the moment. Yeah, so we're being concise concise uh all right um tim do you have another thing this week uh yeah actually i watched a interesting documentary docuseries yeah um it's called the jinx and it's from hbo and you know yeah. hbo they do no wrong mm. right yeah so, um, other than Ballers, maybe, the show with The Rock. I don't really like that. I haven't That's watched that yet. Show. Mm. It's pretty crap. Mm. Um, but yeah, this this was released in 2015. And it's about this guy, um, Robert Durst, mm. who comes from a family of property owners in New York. Mm. So, they own like eight or 10 buildings, like skyscraper buildings in New York. So, yep. they're loaded. Yeah. They're loaded. And uh, it just so happens his wife disappeared in 1982. His best friend and close confidant, who was the daughter of a notorious mobster, then was killed execution style in like 2001 or mm. 2000. And it also just so happens that a year later after that, uh, down in some town in Texas that you know, he doesn't usually live in, he was renting an apartment under a name that wasn't his and uh, someone was murdered in that apartment and later was washed up. Yeah, he's, uh, he's like a shows. famous serial killer, right? Well, or like a famous guy that's murdered a bunch of people or, or is this saying that he hasn't? Yeah, so it, it, I don't want to like do spoilers. So mm. I guess that's why I'm trying to be like, I'm introducing the beginning of the story here. Okay. But um, yeah. it tracks through like a court case and just, and then after the court case, he grants an interview to this director that made a movie about him. Mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty mind boggling, actually. You've, you've got to stick with it. But then in the end, you're just like, what? Wait, hold on. What? And then you go Google it where he's at right now. And uh, yeah, he's back in jail. So yeah, right. uh, yeah go <laughs> suss it out. It's really interesting. 
Yeah, I will. I'll check that one out. Sounds good. Sounds on good. On binge. Love it. Mm. Um, right, you Dan? My other thing this week, and, and you're going to love this, Tim. I've never done this one before. Um, yeah. Survivor. Um, <laughs> but, but it's not the Australian one, which, which is almost at an end. Uh, next week, I think, is South the South African Survivor? <laughs> not South African Survivor, which is also at an end. Um, it's US Survivor. Right. Which starts again after the longest hiatus, hiatus that they think they've ever had because of COVID. Wow. Um, they're back, Tim. Uh, cool. Towards the end of the month, and they're they're changing it up, and it's kind of interesting to see what they do. Uh, really? It's now only going to be twenty six days, I think I heard. Ooh. And they're not going to give them daily food rations. They have to go find all their food. What? Yeah. Oh my god. So, for, is... so for some context, if you're not a survivor watcher, um, normally it's like thirty eight days or thirty nine days. The the US one, uh, the Australian ones ranges it's been as most as, as much as 55 days but i think it's like 48 or something now so it's essentially half as long as the australian one um, wow. but, but that's on the australian survivor they get like rice lentils and almonds you just say that they're just eating them all the time yeah well, and I like almonds but so they do in the u.s yeah. one as well like you see them eating their rice and so yeah. they get a daily portion it's not a lot of food it's like a cup of food a day that's all you get, but yeah. but I think from what I heard, they're not going to give them any food. It's just like that's hectic. Well, I mean, that's true Survivor, right? Yeah, so exactly, exactly. I don't mind that. Yeah, and I there feel like there'll be people pulling out because they're hungry. Yeah, and and this season of Australian Survivor has been good, but it's just full of so many like twists and turns and immunities and secret mm. advantages and and I just I'm looking forward to watch a good old fashioned season of just like people trying to work it out. And like nice. have to make true alliances and get through to the end without pissing too many people off. I found this season of Australian Survivor, Bronze vs. Brains, like really, I don't know, bland, like real vanilla Survivor. Mm. And not that I've watched a lot of Survivor, but mm. it's like, yeah, brain strong or brawn strong. They're just like keeping to their original tribes and mm. not really being that inventive. And the only players that have been have been kind of shunned by everyone else. Yeah, well, like George and Haley are the, yeah. are the two best players this season, in, I yeah. think. Um, they've also had like the most edit time. So I'm assuming True. one of them will win. Um, mm. or, or it'll end up being like Way or Kara or something. But um, yeah, but yeah I, I, they've, they've played probably the best um, and they mm. have a lot of strategy and you can see them thinking ahead and doing kind of classic Survivor. But it just annoys me that there's like, the urns that you could smash and save yourself. And then there's like yeah. 400 idols and it's just like, no, yeah, just so let them. many idols. And, and <laughs> half, uh, three out of five of the people left have all been voted out. Yeah. That's, and it's like, yeah, like, yeah, Haley's one of them and I kind of want her to win, but then it's like, but she got voted out. So where's like, the integrity, where's, where's the integrity of the game? Exactly. Where's, where's the, yeah. like survivors all about integrity. You know, it, it's a reality show, but you know, you've got to, <laughs> It's, it's a sport to many people, Tim. <laughs> All right, Dan. So, what I want to do mm. is when we're allowed out of lockdown or in groups of like 10, yep. at least 10, to do like a friend's survivor day and it, there'll be like a series of challenges, which some will be puzzles, some will be like endurance challenges, which you'd only be able to last like 10 to 20 minutes anyway. Yeah. Let's be honest. None of us are challenge beasts no. in our friendship group. No. Um, and, and yeah, just like vote people off 
But I think if you vote people off, it just minuses their points or something. Yeah. I don't okay. know. There has to be some, I don't know. There has to be something there where everyone can keep participating. Because mm. um, I've got a friend who has a survivor group on Messenger with his mates. And that's really cool. That's cool. That, that works pretty well. And they do their challenges like to create videos um, or like impersonations and they, they set it each week. And the people who've been voted out instantly become jury and vote on who's like won immunity that week. So, uh, and then they all vote every week. So I like that a lot. I think yeah. um, an interesting one, um, a friend of ours, uh, Chris Forster, just giving him a shout mm-hmm. out to the back, Chris. Um, mm-hmm. He threw a survivor party once years ago. Um, yes. And I, I wasn't that into survivor at that point, um, but I was excited. I went along and, <laughs> So he he'd hidden like a hidden immunity idol around the house somewhere, and and it was just like most people were just like it was just like a backyard birthday party. He's kind of hung out and had a chat, but occasionally he'd throw in a challenge. And one of them is like six people got to go in this challenge, and there was this bowl of flour, like six bowls of just pure just flour, okay. and buried in that bowl somewhere was like a token, and the okay. p- first person to get the token won the challenge, but yep. you couldn't use your hands; you had to use your face only. <laughs> Oh, Turns out great. it was a classic stitch up. None of the bowls contained a token. <laughs> <laughs> and so all six of the people spent like four minutes just like digging through all this flour and like choking on. <laughs> anyway, Macca was one of the people that suffered. It was funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's so good. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, actually, funnily enough, little um, shameless plug here for Two Drunk Footy, Dan. The back Chris got in touch with me. Because he's our co-host of Two Drunk Footy, which we recorded once and then Dan accidentally deleted. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, he's keen we're again. We're talking about doing a grand final preview. So You should. You absolutely yeah. should. I, I mm-hmm. was um, I was going to say it's classic classic Two Drunk Footy getting together at the end of a season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when it gets interesting. When your team's out, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. You can comment on everything else. Yeah. And both Essendon and the Swans are out, so... Yeah, notice I didn't mention that over the last few weeks. I did. Yeah, yeah. it was too real for me. I couldn't. I couldn't go there. So. All right. Yeah, I, I will. I will go there. Last Sunday, I watched the game. The Bombers lost, and then I had to go for a, a run. It was like seven o'clock mm. at night, but I was uh, quite you're, upset. You're worked up. You're worked up. All right. Well, mm. let's uh, let's end the podcast here. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you want to get in touch, podcast at gmail.com um, or at twodrunkaccountants on other social medias. Get in touch. Send us questions. Send us comments. I replied to a few people on Instagram recently for messages that I'd missed. Uh, cool. So, I got back to a few people. So, g'day. Nice. If, you, if you wrote, we'll always get back to you eventually. And mm. um, yeah, I guess we will calculate. Calculate.